I've got my Lego, I'm ready. Alright, ready, ready to drop that Lego on the floor? I'm ready. Cool. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to The Good Robot Andes, Season 6, Episode 2. Oh, Episode 2. My name is Andy Balaam and this is... Andy Cockerell. And the film that we are talking about this evening is... It's not a film. Is not a film. It's not a film. So, <clears throat> in a break from our usual programming, I don't think we've ever done a TV show before. No, that's right. I'm sure we haven't. Um, we've discussed <clears throat> we've discussed television, so we've discussed things like The Walking Dead at some length. Mm, I watched some more of that. And other genre TV shows. I finished season three. Oh, good. 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 Excellent. I uh, realised I've definitely watched some of season four, so I'm not yet on new stuff, but... Anyway. Okay, okay. It's exciting. Excellent. Anyway, yeah. the TV series, the TV program, TV series we're, we're talking about tonight is... Russian Doll. Russian Doll. Never yes. heard of it. Okay, so this is a Netflix TV show. Very, oh, that'd be why. Very sorry to, um, to folks who don't have Netflix, mm-hmm. um, who are feeling excluded right now. One day it'll come on DVD, though. Yes, right? I think it or will. Something? I think it will, okay. yeah. It's, uh, it's very good. Okay. Um, so this is a comedy drama. So should we do our feedback first? Oh, yes, let's do some feedback. Yeah, let's do some yeah. feedback. Yeah. Cool. So we got a bit of feedback. We got some feedback from M. Dent on the blog. Left a comment on the blog. Thank you, M. Dent. That is the ideal way to leave feedback. <laughs> the most optimal feedback um, avenue. Optimalist. It's probably not, actually. Mastodon's just as good. Just don't leave it on some horrible proprietary um, social network. Like we talked about. Yeah, so it, actually M. Dent was commenting on the episode about um, behaviour manipulation and why you should ditch Facebook, which was the last episode. Uh, and what they said was some more alternatives um, that might be good for things that, that can replace Facebook in your life. So they mention Hubzilla, um, which say, they say offers interconnectivity with many of the other platforms. Um, that we talked about already. So things like Mastodon, I guess, it's uh, talking about. Uh, and also Zap, capital Z, capital A, capital P, which apparently is very similar to Facebook. And I actually, I don't think I've heard of either of those before. Um, so they're definitely worth checking out. Excellent. Excellent. Um, apparently they have features that the others don't have, including potentially fine-grained access. Um, so one of the things Google Plus would tried to offer and didn't really... Well, it didn't, Google Plus didn't succeed at all. At all, no. But one of the ways they tried to make you like it was um, that you could have different circles of people that you shared different levels of stuff with. So it sounds like both Hubzilla and Zap give you that kind of control over who sees what. Which could yes. be useful. Yes, it could be. Yeah, I think that does sound interesting. I just go for assume everything's public mode. Yes, unless, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Definitely. That's why that's why the Twitter or Mastodon model works for me. Yeah. Now, did you say we had other feedback? Um, well, I think you said we had some on... on well, there's um, some stuff on social media. On social media, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what there is is Dapper said that he's put out a bounty for code that will take his Mastodon feed and repost it to Facebook. Oh, okay. Um, so... That, uh, if you if you if you would like to be paid money to code up a feature for Dapper, um, check out the um, come and find the Good Robot Andy's Mastodon, and you'll find, uh, or just ask ask the Good Robot Andy's on Mastodon, um, or leave a comment on the blog or something. And uh, see, that uh, sounds like a challenge. This sounds like a Wild West challenge. Can put you in touch. Come and find so, me in this bar here. I'll so, be well, here. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, Mastodon people, what generally on social media, people don't like it if you if you make like a a sock puppet. So if you if you're um, at, still on Twitter, but your stuff just gets copied onto oh, Mastodon, people yes. don't like it. Yes. But if you're if you're on Mastodon, actually involved in the community, and then you've got a sock puppet on Facebook, who cares? So yes, go for it. Quite. Yes. So yeah, um, someone wants to write that code for Dapper or point Dapper to some existing code, which surely there is some. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> There's got to be something like that somewhere, right? There's got to be. So um, yeah, let it, let us know, and maybe Dapper will pay you some money. Dapper. Dapper. Has he said how much? 
uh, well, he said he's put out a bounty, so someone knows how much, but he didn't say in that toot. We need to go and find the sign that's on the wall of the bar in the Wild West that says, you know, five dollars. Wanted. Wanted. Code that will take my Mastodon feed and repost it on my Facebook feed. Dead or alive. <clears throat> Preferably <Fine>. alive. <laughs> One fitty. Yeah. Um, okay. Is that, that the, was feed- the feedback? Is that the feedback? Yeah. yeah, that's the feedback. Cool. Okay. So, as as I already said, not a movie this week. I did have an, an extensive list of films that I could have talked about, uh-huh. but uh, this uh, TV show that I've watched at home with my with my wife quite recently, um, which was actually recommended to me by the Pilot TV podcast. Remind me of the name. Uh, Russian Doll. Russian Doll. Okay. Yes. Um, I thought I'd give it a go. Well, we thought we would give it a go because it was very highly recommended. Okay. Um, so this is a comedy drama. It's created by Natasha Leone, um, who was apparently, or not apparently, was in one, if not more, of the American Pie movies. Okay. Which I have not seen any of, I'm Meh. to my um, pride, I have to say. Um uh, so she stars and is one of the creators of this show. Uh, she's also in a Netflix show called Orange is the New Black. Heard of it. Okay. Uh, it's very good. Set in a women's prison. It's a long-running Netflix show. I think it's coming to an end soon, though. Okay. Uh, so she stars in that. Um, so she took a bit of a career break uh, after the American Pie movies and presumably some other stuff. <coughs> she had some personal problems with um, substance abuse but has to be said has come back stronger better um, funnier possibly um, so, okay, so I'm, I'm having trouble getting my head around the idea that it's comedy like it, the name doesn't sound comedy okay well let's, let's let's talk about that so anyway let's talk about who else is involved as a, okay. as a producer or, or a creator um, so uh, Natasha Leon, obviously, somebody called Leslie Headland, who I've not previously heard of, but probably most importantly for you and me, and maybe others, <clears throat> is uh, Amy Poehler is one of the ah. uh, is one of the creators. Right. Okay. So she's not in it. No. Right. 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 right, right no, right, but right. she is a driving force behind it. So Amy Poehler is, of course, uh, plays. Ooh, I don't remember the name of the character now. In Parks and Recreation. What is her name? I can't remember. Uh, ooh. <laughs> Shall a man look something up on the internet? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll look it up while you talk. Okay, you do that. Uh, so, uh, Russian Doll is set in New York. Um, it stars Natasha Leon, uh, Greta Lee, uh, Yul Vasquez, Charlie Barnett, and Elizabeth Ashley. There's only been one season, there's only eight episodes, so you know you could say it's a limited limited season although I suppose there are plenty of shows on in UK TV TV that are just you know six Six. episodes long Um, and it is about a uh, a young woman who repeatedly dies and relives the same night in an ongoing time loop sounds familiar I think I've seen I've seen trailers okay you may have done yeah you may have done yeah it sounds really good um, so this is a, a Groundhog Day type conceit so it's not that part of the conceit is not particularly original mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. what is interesting and original about it is <clears throat> although it kind of follows the same kind of idea and concept as Groundhog Day in that the person who is in the time loop has to try and find their way out of it by mm-hmm. doing something to change their life in some way Mm-hmm. Um, and although this initially goes down that path, it seems soon becomes pretty clear that maybe that's not what's going on. Okay, okay. Um, because that would be too easy, you know. That would mm-hmm. be. We've already been down that road with, with Groundhog yeah. Day. Uh, we by don't the way, need, pardon. Uh, by the way, Amy Poehler's uh, character in Parks and Recreation is called Leslie Nope. Of course, she is. Yeah, Leslie She's Nope. An inspirational character. She is, as is Ron Swanson for for yeah, other Ron, reasons. Ron Swanson. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. Okay, Leslie Nope. Yes, of course, Leslie Nope. Of course. Yes. Um, uh, so it soon becomes clear that that's not, maybe not what's going on. 
and maybe she's not in the time loop to try and put something right from her past. Okay, so she tries that and it doesn't work out. Yeah, it it, it repeatedly doesn't work out to, to hilarity. Okay. Uh, in that she becomes extra frustrated and then as Bill Murray in Groundhog Day became frustrated and then stopped caring, you know, he basically went, there's a whole montage in Groundhog Day of him killing himself in ever more yep. interesting ways. Uh, there's stuff like that in Russian Doll. Uh, but then something happens in Russian Doll in, uh, I think, like episode two or three, mm-hmm. when she's in one of the situations where she's going to die. <clears throat> in this case, it's in a lift. Mm-hmm. And she says to the person next to her, oh, I'm going to die now. Sorry. And he turns to her and says, it's okay, I die all the time. And she looks up at him and then the elevator crashes. Yeah, I saw that in the trailer, so it's okay to say that. Okay. so the, Also, so this is a spoilerific podcast. Oh, yeah, we're, I'm going to totally spoil this. Oh, brilliant, okay. Yeah, brilliant. For, for everyone. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Warning, listener, this is a spoilerific podcast. Uh, spoiler klaxon. Uh, that was a spoiler klaxon. So... Uh, so she then realises that there's somebody else in the loop with her, possibly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what she then comes to realise is that they're not in the same loop as her. They're in a loop of their own. Okay. Um, so when she dies, the other person doesn't die. Okay. They carry on in their own loop until they die. Then they go back to their own loop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, her loop begins at, a, at her birthday party that is being thrown by somebody else in somebody else's flat for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every time she resets, she's in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. And um, every time she comes out of the bathroom, there's the same two people waiting to go in, mm-hmm. to which she becomes very familiar and they become more perplexed as time mm-hmm. goes on because she's like, hey, how's it going? And um, uh, she then goes to seek out this person that she saw in the elevator to try and figure out how they're connected mm-hmm. and, and doesn't immediately make a connection. It doesn't appear that they're connected at all. Okay. Um, but as, as the loops continue to go and they continue, you know, uh, basically what they do is each time they meet up with each other mm-hmm. and they try and figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. He becomes extre- increasingly frustrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a link between them though. In that, in the first episode, we see her go back to, I think, her apartment. Yeah, her apartment, uh, in which she has a dalliance with a man. Mm-hmm. And that man is also having a dalliance with this man in the elevator's fiancé. Mm-hmm. So there is a link. There's a tenuous link between them. Mm-hmm. That's not really apparent and doesn't really seem to make any sense. Um, however, they are, they are both quite damaged people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she has, um, you know, she has uh, alcohol and drug problems because of the relationship with her mother. Uh, no great surprise in that your parents mess you up. Uh, I'm cleaning that one up. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he has uh, real issues with his fiance who is having an affair and um, kind of treats him quite badly. Uh, and they both... Um, they both die for the first time in different ways. So she gets run over by a car in what seems to be an accident and he dies in the elevator. Uh, but then they, but then as time resets each time, they die in different ways. So she falls mm-hmm. off a fire escape or falls down some stairs or uh, goes to her, um, I think her mum's friend's house where her mum has a gas leak and the house blows up. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, these things happen. And what the show does is, as it gets deeper and deeper into the story, you want it to keep going. So when time gets reset, you're like, oh no, come on. I want to mm-hmm. see a bit more. I want to see, mm-hmm. I want to see them investigate this a bit further. Um, uh, so uh, they, she eventually realizes that what they are both there to do is to kind of help each other and kind of okay. re- reset each other's life experience and live a better life. Okay. She realizes this, but he doesn't. So, and what happens then is the timelines get messed up. They get out of sync. Okay. So in the final episode, uh, 
in in at the point where she first met him in her timeline, which was in a convenience mm-hmm. store that she goes mm-hmm. back to repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Um, she sees him for the first time, really drunk and sort of falling down and getting stuff out of her fridge. And she goes up to him, but he doesn't recognise her. Right. Because they're because out of, he's in the past. He's in the past. They're out of sync. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then things go quite badly wrong. Mm-hmm. And she realises she's got to get to him before he goes to kill himself because it could actually be the last time that he does this, you know, that the maybe time won't reset again for him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, uh, so she goes after him and then in a very clever piece of split screen, we see their two timelines start to become into sync and then converge. And then he I, and then he remembers. I really like that is. split screen. There should be more of that, like in like in the first series of Twenty Four. Yeah, split screen is great. It's good. Yeah, uh, put to good effect in uh, Mike Figures' movie Time Code. If you haven't, if listener hasn't seen that, don't think so. I have. So that's a, a movie that was shot on uh, multiple cameras, uh, and then the the timelines run at the same time. So you know, there's no mm. sort of messing mm. around with time. Mm-hmm. Uh, allegedly in one take although I'm not entirely convinced that maybe it was but the, you know it's an early experiment with digital um, media mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very effective mm-hmm. so if a listener hasn't seen Time Code I'm, I'm recommending that you watch it mm. yeah it sounds good it is good um, so yes at the end of Russian Doll their timelines you see them start to converge and then the split screen becomes one screen okay uh, and they, they are then in one of the very famous, uh, you know, there's the, um, in Central Park, there's the bridges, uh, tunnels that you can walk and under. They're in one of those. Is, is that what, what, at the end of, um, uh, what's the thing with the big monster? Big monster? Oh, Cloverfield. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Much like that. That's, that's the only place I know that, that from, but I think they're there they're in that. Yeah, they, they've been used in, in numerous movies. There's a movie with, uh, actually, Albert Finney uh, in a movie called Wolfen, in which okay. one of those tunnels is put to very good effect hmm. in Central Park. Uh, so, yeah, timelines converge, and it appears that um, happily ever after. It doesn't appear that there's going to be a second series of this. It looks like a standalone eight episodes, very high concept, um, so she rescues him. Or, uh, yeah. Are you, are, you, are you deliberately non-spoiling this? Or? I'm, no, I'm spoiling it. No, they, they, okay, they, tell they, me what happens. They meet up. They, the timelines converge. He remembers her. Mm-hmm. He remembers everything that went before, and they're really happy. Um, what, because she saved him? Yes. Yeah. And he effectively saved her as well. He gave her purpose. Okay. okay. Because although, you know, during the time loops, there are these sort of red herrings and, and plot MacGuffins that suggest that she needs to reconcile the relationship with her mother. Mm-hmm. But that is kind of a red herring. That's not really what she's there for. She's there to okay. save him and he's mm-hmm. there to sort of put her, give her purpose mm-hmm. because she is mm-hmm. utterly direct, directionless. You know, okay. she goes to parties, she drinks a lot, she takes a lot of drugs, she has meaningless relationships with people. She's not, you know, she's, um, she's living a non-linear life. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, this whole time loop thing is to kind of pull her back to the present and give her direction. Okay. Uh, and him as well, because he is also out of control. Okay, so whichever deity did it to Bill Murray is also doing it to them too. You could say that, yeah. Try and uh, sort themselves out. Yeah, because Bill Murray in Groundhog Day is just <laughs> the worst human being. One of the worst human beings you've ever met. Oh, that's so great. But he's, but he's Bill Murray, so, you know. Yeah. Um, I think Bill Murray's made a career out of being a curmudgeon, <laughs> which is great, really. I like him in Charlie's Angels. I've not seen Charlie's Angels. Oh, you're missing out. It's a really fun film. Are you sure? Yes, uh, and Bill Murray is very good value. I remain unconvinced that I am missing out on anything. Well, I'm telling you <laughs> that you're missing out on it. <laughs> so... So that's enough for you to try it out and that's, see whether you like that's it. That's enough. <laughs> As Brian Glover would say in Alien 3. That's enough! Honestly, no, not I'm, Alien I'm, 3. American <laughs> Werewolf in London. I'm deadly serious. Okay. Ch- uh, Charlie's Angels is a really fun film 
where you can tell that the cast are really enjoying themselves. Okay, so I have an issue with the cast enjoying themselves. But in in yeah, I understand that sometimes that means it's a rubbish film. But exactly. in this case, yes. In this case, I at least was very much enjoying it along with them. Okay. All right. Well, if I you know if I've got a gap in my schedule, maybe I'll watch it with my son and we can rip it apart. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure about the gender politics. Um, maybe it's good. Who knows? I've not seen it. I, I'm yeah. in your hands there as far as the gender politics go. Right, well, just watch the film and let me know what you think. Okay. I Seriously, I really like it. I've watched it multiple times. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> right. right. I, feel like, I feel like doing a Doctor Evil. Right. <laughs> okay. So we've Actually, all heard that got... Charlie's Angels is a good film. <laughs> I think it's quite similar... <laughs> to that film in a way like Austin Powers yeah it's a lot of fun I do like Austin Powers although I was thinking about I was thinking about the moment where what's his name says Sherbert because he doesn't understand what Christian Slater has said to him I think that's possibly one of the funniest things in cinema Uh, just the way he pronounced Sherbert Sherbert (laughs) yeah I mean that's just it's comic genius it's ridiculous isn't it <laughs> yeah. Um, so that 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 is pretty much all I have to say about Russian Doll, actually. Right. Yeah. So okay. So hang on. I have to probably have to ask you some kind of question. Okay. Um. So, what's its meaning? Why is it worthwhile? What does it teach us about the world? Um. I think it teaches. What's the point of it? What's the point of it? What's the point of it? It's cracking entertainment. That's not a good enough point. I want, like, a meaning. I want it to teach me something. You want it to teach you something? Um, Like Charlie's Angels taught me. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Russian Doll. Russian Doll teaches you that you might go looking for the answer to your life somewhere, but maybe you're looking in the wrong place. Ah, what you should actually do is just find a good man. Well, Forget about your mother issues. No, not a good man, a good woman, <laughs> maybe a nice dog. Right. You know, maybe... I don't, I don't think it's necessarily about a com, about companionship. Right. I think it's about finding the thing purpose. in your life that gives you direction and purpose. Right. Yeah, and, I, and that's interesting, yeah. And that sometimes it is moving on from... A trauma. Uh, something like... Yes. Your mum or something, uh, rather than going back and fixing it exactly okay. yeah i mean and there's actually i was as i was watching russian doll i was thinking about um at star trek deep space nine mm, yeah the worst star trek the that's worst saying star, something <laughs> the, the worst of all the star trek but <laughs> <clears throat> there is a very insightful i think it's in the first or the second episode where commander cisco he he meets the the entities that live in the wormhole and they keep saying to him your life is not linear you exist here and they keep showing him the point where his wife was killed um mm-hmm. they keep showing that to him and saying it's not linear you exist here so i don't we don't understand what you say when you are you know um a mortal being who lives in a linear timeline because you exist in this place right now that we're showing you and mm. that is that, that's what I thought about when I was watching Russian Doll in that she okay. exists in a part of her life that is that, was, that is years ago mm-hmm. but she hasn't mm-hmm. moved on from it so, okay. so this very toxic abusive relationship that she had with her mother um, she's still living that right so I wonder whether I was thinking why do we like films where time repeats because there's that um Really fun film with um, what's his name? Don't know. <laughs> um, sci-fi film oh. with the short bloke. The short bloke. You have to give me a bit more on that one. <laughs> I'm not even sure he's in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a sci-fi film where it's a bit like a computer game. It resets. Um, oh. Oh, hang on. No, the one I'm thinking of is Source Code. 
Oh no, not that. Okay, that's another example though. Yeah, okay, so there's quite a few films. Hmm. The one that the one that I'm talking about, if I remember it, Tom Cruise, that's the shop like. Oh, Tom Cruise. Oh, Mon- Minority Report. No. Uh oh, Live I Repeat. Yes. Yes. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of yeah. course, that's fantastic. So it's a surprisingly good film. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, so we've we've immediately named four films where time resets and repeats. So yeah, obviously we, yeah. computer games are an influence, right? So Live I Repeat especially. Um, really feels like a computer game. Yeah, it does. Um, but it's interesting that we like computer games where when you die, you repeat yourself. Right? That wouldn't ne- that isn't necessarily the right formula for a computer game, but that's the way it works in modern games. It anyway, is, yeah. um, why do we like it? And like, I think there's a number of reasons. One is that we like repetition. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, we don't like being bored, so you need to mix it up a bit. But we actually like kids. Young kids, especially, love repetition. Yes, it's it's, it's very. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? They like repetition because it's it's uh, comfortable. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, they don't like the narrative that diverges from what they're used to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so as we get older, we don't want to watch exactly the same thing over again necessarily. Mm. Although I did watch um, Payback a lot of times. Okay. But. Um, uh, we do like we do find it interesting to watch the same thing and then it goes differently or something like that. Sliding doors, yeah. Sliding doors is a good example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, why do we like that? Partly maybe just because it's pleasing. Partly possibly because it's the the chance to like redo things and do them better is really a nice idea. Also, I think it's sort of um, if you're watching it, you start to try and drive the narrative. Mm-hmm. And then when it goes in the way you don't want it to, you're like, no, don't do that. That's really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think the thing you talked about earlier could be a, a very strong part of it as well, which is that at some times in our life, we feel like we're just repeating the same thing or, you know, stuck in some kind of rut. Yeah. So um, it kind of reflects that feeling. And especially then when someone escapes from it, it's mm. like a nice detective film. You feel like justice has been done. Russian Doll is very much a detective story as well as... Really? Yes, okay. because it it leads you down uh, several blind alleys in terms of its plot. Mm. So okay, that by okay. the middle of the series, you are being a detective and trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Right. And not right. really... I had no idea it was going to finish in the way that it did. Cool. Uh, which was fantastic. So we've been watching a bit of uh, The Good Place. Oh no, my wife loves The Good Place. I've been really enjoying it, and surprisingly so, because it feels uh, quite mainstream, but then it's it just it's really captured me. I really like it. Yeah, and it's got a good cast as well. Yeah, uh, it has. Ted Danson and yeah. Kristen Bell. <laughs> uh, Is that the main character? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I am going to catch up with the good place. Uh, okay, well, I'm definitely not spoiling it for you. Okay, let me just say I was surprised at how much I liked it. It's sort. It's interesting and stuff, but also, it's just really warm. I just really like the. Yeah, the, it's a warm, world. fuzzy show. Yeah, but not in a not in a way that that sounds really bad. But actually, it's good. It's good. No, I think that's okay. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. There was another time travel movie from back in the 80s or 90s uh, with James Belushi I'm just going to look it up um, because it was very good uh, yeah so have we haven't named a, a bad film where time repeats really have we I mean people no. might not like Sliding Doors but I like Sliding Doors not, that's uh, yes. maybe sli- it was called Retroactive mm-hmm. and it was released in 1997 mm-hmm. and it was very good Right. Yeah, and it's set near a it's set near a, um, a sort of military installation that are doing experiments with stuff. And uh, we should do yeah. we should do like a top ten time repeating itself films. Yeah, <laughs> maybe think, not top ten. I think we could maybe, easily count them down in one episode. We, uh, we could yeah. do even if we just did a blog post with, without doing the talky bit. Mm. We should just have top top five lists of things like that well we we should definitely include Russian Doll maybe it should be not not just movies but um, yeah but yeah things where time repeats because it's definitely a it's a I wouldn't say it's a well-worn genre but it has oh it's repeated itself many yeah. times yeah do you see what I did there oh yeah I get it 
<laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, in fact, Wikipedia has a list of films featuring time loops. You're joking. Well, then no. we are redundant. That's it. So we can just go through that and pick out... Oh, some hang on. Ones. Time loops are not exactly the same thing as time repeating many times over. No, I guess not. But source code is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but presumably Terminator is in there as well, right? Because that's a time loop, but it's not repeating. It must be in there. I'm just trying to see if it is. What about loopers? Loopers. No, looper is called, isn't it? Not loopers. Oh, looper is good, yeah. Uh, no, looper's not in there. But I, okay, all right. I don't understand the criteria for this then. No, neither do I. Or maybe it's just missing, and we should add it. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, films where you where the same thing gets repeated but varied. Yes. That is an interesting sub. That is an interesting one. Yeah, I think um, if listener hasn't seen Source Code, uh, they should definitely check it out because it's that's good, fantastic. You think that's better than Live I Repeat? Um. No, I think it's as good. I, I, yeah. I think it's as good a, a time, wibbly wibbly wobbly time story as as lived. Yeah, I'd find it hard. To, I'd find it hard to prize them apart. I think they're both good, and they've both got kind of serious flaws. Yeah, the, yeah, there are some serious flaws with them, but but they're so wildly entertaining that you don't really care. Yeah, um, I would say I was more entertained by Live I Repeat. Maybe I just felt better that day. Maybe, but Live I Repeat is very good. Source code's good though. It's yeah. worth, definitely worth watching. It's a bit darker, maybe. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Source code, if listen doesn't know, is a movie by Duncan Jones, who is currently yeah. working on an adaptation of uh, 2000AD's Rogue Trooper. Okay. Which I'm quite excited about, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I've not read that. Yeah, Rogue Trooper was a was a good one. It was um, a story about. A platoon of genetically modified infantrymen, known as GIs, genetic, mm-hmm. genetic infantrymen. <laughs> um, but something happens to some of them, and there's only one left, and he carries the the DNA and personality of his fallen comrades in chips that are embedded in his equipment. So <laughs> there's one in his helmet, there's one in his gun, and there's one in his backpack. <laughs> and they talk so they've got personality uh-huh. it's the kind of thing that works really well in a comic book uh-huh. but I think I think that Duncan Jones who did so brilliantly with the Warcraft movie which if Lister hasn't seen haven't seen it it's really good surprising surprisingly good yeah so he really you know brought some of his own personality and made uh, a movie out of something that really shouldn't have worked but does work very well. So I think that if somebody can do it and bring something of himself to it, I think he can. Speaking of comic books, I've really noticed in the rewatching of The Walking Dead, yes, the comic bookness of it, which I kind of missed the first time round. How so? Just from time to time, there's a there's a shot or a frame that just feels really comic booky. And it, yeah, there's um, definitely one at the end of series. Two, I think, where we, the, the first time we see Michonne, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. straight out of the comic book. Yeah, there's quite a lot. I mean, if you when you I looked at some of the DVD extras last night, and yeah, there's quite a few um, frames that are straight from the comic book. The one that I'm thinking of, which I think doesn't, the reason it it stands out is because I think it doesn't work on TV. It's probably the only one that I think uh, about that. Think that about is there's a shot where the governor is gunning down some army people mm-hmm. and um, they're, they're getting shot from all directions and the governor's kind of striding through and two two soldiers get shot in front of him and kind of fall across the frame like a like curtains closing okay. or something yeah, yeah. and it looks a bit naff right. and it, it's exactly the kind of thing you get in a comic yeah. book where, where it's part of the style and yeah so it's a closing frame yeah, and then yeah, and the in the TV doesn't yeah. quite work. But you can see what they're going for. But mo- almost all the time, yeah, there's this this extra layer to it which I hadn't com- hadn't really picked up on of of comic book like frames, which is really cool. Yeah, it is cool. There's some really nice uh, there's some really nice shots in The Walking Dead where people are shot from below. Mm-hmm. Um, nice stuff that 
that you see in comic books a lot the dynamic framing mm, um, mm, mm. Dutch angles that are not Dutch but actually German right yeah, there's a lot of things from the floor yes yeah thinking that there's a moment when one of the towers of the prisoners gets blown up and uh, you're looking from the floor past a little bit of like zombie flesh <laughs> yeah that's amazing yeah that's yeah it's I think that uh, for a network TV show The Walking Dead is pretty visually interesting at times it's unbelievable mm. that they're allowed to do the other things they did you know I described today I won't go into it because we, we don't want to spoil it necessarily but I described the main plot line between the main character and his wife in season three mm. to someone at work today and I was like wow that is really quite extreme it is yeah yeah it is no spoilers though yeah mm. but it's great listener yeah it's great it is good yeah it is good um, there's so much kind of gore and horror in it that it's just part of the background really it is part of the background it, I think that you know the struggle of the humans is is what's interesting yeah and um, as we see from well from the very beginning actually is that there are much worse things in the world than zombies mm. far more threatening things than zombies so horrific but human not beings not done in that what is it about 28 days later and the fact that they're trying to make that point that, that just so rubs me up the wrong way stupid because film. it's laboured stupid film because it's laboured you know the whole thing with Christopher Eccleston and the soldiers yeah it's just it's so heavy handed it's like it's like wagging its finger at you yeah it's it's like watching a Michael Haneke movie who's that uh, he's a oh I remember where he's from actually Michael it might be he's either German or French um, and he, he very much makes movies that wag, wag their finger at you and say, right. oh, aren't you naughty? You know, aren't you bad human beings? And uh, I just don't have any time for that. Really. Um, yeah. There's a movie of his called The White Ribbon, which is set, uh, it's pre-First World War Germany. And it's honestly one of the most cruel, sadistic movies I've ever seen. Uh, really depressing. Right. Not something I'd ever want to watch again. In fact, I would urge listener to, to probably not bother to watch it if it's ever on television. Immediately forget its name. Yes. The White What? <laughs> I have actually literally forgotten its name. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's come back to me. Oh no, don't remember it. No, oh, it's okay. gone again. Okay. Cool, thank you. That um, that sounds really cool. How, when do you think it'll be out on DVD for those people? I'd give it like six this? months, maybe six to nine right. months. Um, right, right, right. And then they'll will it ever be on something like Amazon? It won't, will it? It's on Netflix, so it definitely won't be on Amazon. Right, right, right. Not even for money. So when things come out on DVD, they don't come out on Amazon as well? No, although... Uh, oh, do you mean to buy on Amazon? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, no, I mean on Amazon Video. Unlikely... Okay, but okay. you know, I don't know how these things work. Well, Netflix are a competitor with Amazon, so yeah. But I was just thinking because Amazon, you can do it like pay as you go. I was wondering whether. It, yeah, I, I, suppose, I suppose it's possible, but because this is a Netflix original, right. I think it's unlikely that we'll ever see it on Amazon Video. But uh, you, you, you never know. But you get these some of these Blu-ray or DVD releases. They have some kind of digital yes. element. Yes, they do. I'm not sure how that works. Uh, but I think I think Russian Doll is um, uh, my prediction is that it that mm -hmm. it will get a ton of awards this year or, really? or next year. Yeah, I think it's that good. Yeah. I think it's okay. it's not groundbreaking, but it is really well put together and, and um, mm -hmm. very thought provoking. Mm -hmm. So that's our first TV show on this podcast. Cool. Probably not the last. No. Um, until next time. Next time will definitely be a movie. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah. So we we had some feedback a while ago to um, whether we could do something about machine learning. Yes. So we have a plan, listener. We'll, we're still cooking it up. Um, but we might put together a tech episode on machine learning. So send us your questions. Yes, we would love your questions. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Excellent. Do some plugging. Oh, plugging. Uh, I have. Uh, I used to present a radio show. I don't anymore. Uh, but I am 
piece by piece uh, doing highlights of that radio show and I am going to be posting some new stuff to that feed very soon in fact I'll probably do them whilst I've got my microphone set up this evening do a quick post all about a movie that I've been watching or have watched recently about how much my son loves 2001 A Space Odyssey really yeah wow he must have a lot of patience um he's surprisingly yeah i think it's probably because he's been watching movies for quite a long time mm. you've you've given him an education i have and i i am now because because i finished doing the radio show uh we're now untethered in our watching and we can go back <laughs> through and watch some classics so right, right, right. 2001 we watched um silent running on saturday night right, right. Uh, which uh, i really enjoyed i haven't seen that for years Mm. Um, I did I notice in that it. how Bruce Dern's character is completely unhinged. Um, I don't think I've seen it. I don't know what it's about. Uh, it's about um, some spacecraft out near Saturn who ha- uh, and they have um, geodesic domes attached to them full of forests and creatures and things from mm-hmm. Earth. And they are told to untether these things and blow them up because the ships have to head back to Earth to do commercial towing. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Dern is like, no, we're not doing that. We're definitely not doing that. You know, these things are really important. I've grown mm-hmm. this stuff with my own hands and I eat the food. And it, it was made in 1972. It's got a wow. really strong ecological message that these days seems like, you know, uh, basic, um, you know, it, it's quite... Um, uh, it's quite uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, it's not sophisticated at all in terms of its mm-hmm, message mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it is entirely correct mm. uh, so uh, it's directed by Douglas Trumbull who did the special effects for 2001 mm, okay um, that sounds really good and it's very good yeah so we watched that on Saturday night and he enjoyed it but he said it wasn't as good as 2001 right Gosh, I'm not sure I could be bothered to watch 2001 myself, let alone <laughs> I think my children will get through five minutes of it. <laughs> Fair enough. It's not- On the other hand, in speaking of being proud of your children, my uh, my son can do Rubik's Cube one-handed um, marginally slower than I can do one two-handed. See, that is impressive. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. That is impressive. <laughs> yeah, makes me sad. I mean, it should make me proud, it just makes me competitive. Of course. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, you do some plugging. Uh, yeah. So um, one of the other things that I do, if you follow me on Mastodon or w- follow my blog, um, you'll see that I, I write some open source software. One of the things that I do, and I, I make some YouTube videos about programming stuff like that. One of the things I do is I make a game called Rabbit Escape. Me and a, a few friends work on it together. It's such fun. You should join in. Um, and what this game is, is that these rabbits wander around aimlessly until you tell them what to do, and you have to help them get to the exit, otherwise they might die. So you give them little tokens that make them dig through something or climb up something or stuff like that. Um, and they have to work together quite often to get to the exit, and there's various scary things that can happen to them, like they could meet uh, a baddie rabbit that blows up when it crashes into them and things like that. And so we've just released a new version, which has this amazing new feature that was... Um, one of the things that's exciting about it for me is that it wasn't me that wrote it. It was um, pretty much entirely done by the, the people that I... Um, my friends that I work with on, on this game, which which I started, but they, they're now working with me. So that's really exciting to me. Um, this is this really cool feature where basically there's water in like that's that's flowing around the level so it might be stuck in a little a section and then when you dig through the wall it kind of all flows out and goes somewhere else and this water can be harmful to rabbits they can drown in it if it gets too deep but they can walk through a little bit of it but it's also useful because it puts out fires which could otherwise hurt the rabbits so because like by adding this um sort of dynamic stuff that can flow around the level it, it adds loads of new styles of puzzle that we can write. Um, so at the moment, we've released 20 new levels that make use of water in some way. But I anticipate lots of the new levels from now on are going to have water in because it's just such an interesting and fun thing. That sounds amazing. And uh, also, we've it took us ages to get it looking right. Mm. 
But we've now got to the point where when it flows around the level, I feel like it doesn't look like real water, but it looks nice. It looks right to me. So you can tell it's water. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've, I'm really excited about it. after all the work we put in to make it. It actually, it was a bit of work to make it move correctly so that the puzzles worked. But we got that hammered down pretty early. But then making that look right, it was a lot of work. Mm. Um, we got there and I think it looks really cool. So whenever I um, play around with it, I make a little gif of it and post it on my social media because I find it really nice the way it moves. Cool. <laughs> anyway, so that's called Rabbit Escape. You can get it from the Google Play Store. You can get it from the F-Droid Store. You can download it directly from the Rabbit Escape website, which is linked from the Good Robot Andy's About page. It's a fun little game. You can also play on your PC. You don't need to have uh, a phone or a tablet. It works nicely on an Android tablet. It does not work on Apple devices because Apple don't allow um, GPL um, software on their store, which is a type of open source that's especially free. Of course, because they, they hate freedom. Well, they do. Yes, they do. Really, they really do. Yeah. But if you've got a Mac, you can download it from the website, play it on your Mac. Right, but not on your Apple, not on your iOS what? device. No, not on the iOS device because, well, well, for two reasons. One, the terms and conditions of the Apple Store won't allow it. And two, um, actually writing an iOS version would be a huge amount of work that we haven't bothered because of problem number one. Fair enough. I, I refer the honourable gentleman to problem number one. Yeah, they hate freedom. Yeah. Also, um, if you're into making uh, levels for games like that, which... To me, is more fun than actually playing the game. Um, there's a level editor that we're working on. Uh, it's currently usable. It's actually not too painful to use now. It's pretty good to use. I'd like it to be better in various ways, but you always want things to be better. But it, yeah, if you go along to the Rabbit Escape website, you'll find um, a link somewhere to the the uh, level editor forum. So not only can you make your levels there, you can also post them, and other people can comment and. Uh, give you tips on how to improve it and so on and so on so that's a fun little community of people making levels together as well cool that's so good that's marvellous it's a lot of fun you should join in I should uh, my time is limited but uh... not, not you I mean you <laughs> you mean listener but also listener yeah you actually meant listener you didn't mean me I meant you and listener <laughs> it's okay but you played it once so I, you know you too I, yeah I liked it but I got stuck and I gave up. Yeah, so something that I still haven't done is a little button that lets you just see how to do the level and move to the next That's one. That's what I would like, please. Cause, cause, you <laughs> know. That, would, that would bring people back <laughs> yes, into the fold. Yes, it would. It would. Because if you, if you get to know how to do it, then, hmm. then you think, oh, that's how I do it. And then you do it and then you move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And that's how modern gaming works. It used to be in the olden days. You would just not let them past, and then they had to just take the pain. Yes. Uh, but these days, that, we don't do that. that. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy text-based game. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Nightmare. Nightmare, yes. Turn left. Um, was, let's see. Turn left. So the, Open the door. There isn't a door. <laughs> <laughs> so the interesting thing about that is that we actually have, as part of the code of the game, we have all the solutions to the level. So the game can actually play a level through automatically right. for you. It's just that there's no button to click to do it. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> so um, when I'm working on a level, I will use that lots, but it's not available just in the normal game. So right. we should just make it available and then that problem would go away. But, you know. Make it. Do it. So did you actually give us the name of your... Um, I didn't. Your podcast. No, it's food. called Movie Mashup. No all camel case. No camel all case. Caps. No cams. <laughs> um, so uh, I I am slowly updating the feed to include all of the podcasts up to the end of December last year. Cool, cool. cool. Um, but when I finish tonight's podcast, I'm going to post something new, something brand new to it. Cool. So you're you're going through old radio shows and taking the highlights, but then you're also posting new. Stuff. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, you know, if there's any crossover of listener between this podcast and Movie Mashup, which there might be, uh, there might be. don't unsubscribe. Although you probably haven't anyway, because it's easier not to. Yeah. Well, don't. Well, don't. Just don't. Because there's new stuff <laughs> yeah. coming. So, yeah, listener, tell your friends about um, the good Robot Andes. Yes, do. 
Absolutely. Because how many how many downloads did we have in um, February? Did you say? In February, let me bring it back up. We had oh, and it says it, uh, downloads from unique people. Okay. We had forty-eight Hooray. downloads. Total downloads fifty-eight. So that's actual people actually either downloading the podcast or listening to it through the website. Okay, right. So hopefully that's actual people rather than um, you know search engines and things. Mm. That's very good. Some people are listening to the podcast. Not enough people for us to uh, retire and make this our full-time job. No, indeed not. What we would need is quite a lot more listeners and also some form of revenue stream. Yes, yeah, so like a Patreon revenue stream. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess these days there are ways that could work. Yeah, but we don't do that because we do it for love at the moment. No, I mean, I wouldn't object. Like, if we got lots of listeners and people wanted to donate, that would seem a good thing. Yeah, because, you know, you have hosting costs. Yes, there are, there's a small uh, cost involved in hosting. And if we had lots of listeners, that would probably go up and we would need some money. But I don't think that's a problem we're going to have. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Yeah, um, well, it would be a nice problem. If have. one day we manage to attract a guest to our show. Yeah, um, someone, someone, someone might listen. Someone famous, that would be cool. Yeah. Until then, yeah. it's just for us. So speaking of um, people we asked to be guests who haven't responded, yes. I, um, I'm reading the next Anne Leckie book. Oh, yes. You know, we talked about the Ancillary series, which is totally amazing and I love yes, it. Yes, yes, we did talk about that quite some time ago now. Well, I'm now reading Provenance, which is a new book by Anne Leckie, which is based in the same universe as the Ancillary series. Okay. Um, and it's also really good. And it also has this peculiar way that she tells stories where you're kind of following along next to some people and um, somehow, like, events happen. But I don't know. It's hard to say what's weird about it. But there's something weird about it. Like, I think what it is is that... They form relationships with each other, but no, nowhere in the writing does it say what they're feeling for each other. You have to figure it out from the way they behave. It's cool. Uh, mm. And it sneaks up on you. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Excellent. And it's some really good hard sci-fi in there. That's what, what's the main attraction. Oh, that's always good. Yeah. That's always good. It's uh, really cool. Is that it? That's it. That's it. Cool. Thank you very much. Cheers. See you next time. Bye-bye.